It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Joining me today as our co-host is Leah Wetzel, who is also a certified nutrition specialist, a licensed nutritionist, and she sits on the State Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice. Leah, what is one of the main concerns of the Dietetics and Nutrition Board? Yeah, great to be here today with you, Dar. Oh, it's always fun to have yeah, you. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, because we are a licensing board for all the nutritionists and dietitians in the state of Minnesota, we are very concerned if someone is giving nutrition advice professionally and yet are not licensed. So I know that there's somewhere around, what, 1,200 dietitians, yep. and I can't remember the number of licensed uh, nutritionists. Right. But, Three, you know, a couple or so. hundred or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So... Yeah, yes, definitely. And, you know, typically fitness trainers are not qualified to give nutrition advice, although we have a new dietitian who also is a fitness trainer, but she's gone through the schooling for to become a dietitian. Yes, too. she's both. Then. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, and, you know, unless they are either licensed dietitian or nutritionist, most people, you know, when you, you only go to doctors that are licensed, right? You wouldn't exactly. go to an unlicensed doctor. No, not no. <laughs> right. But for some reason, everyone believes that they're, you know, a lot of people believe that, you know, they're qualified to be a nutritionist because they eat food. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So to be licensed, a nutritionist must complete, they must complete a master's degree in nutrition. Right. And 900 hours of internship. Yep. And a dietitian must complete a bachelor's de- degree and six to nine months of internship. Right. And to maintain licenses, dietitians and nutritionists must complete 45 continuing education credits every three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this fall, Dar and I attended the American College of Nutrition 55th Annual Conference in Florida. And this was very intense, wasn't it? Five, Five long days. days. Five full days. Ten nine hour, to nine. Yeah, right. Ten hour days. Um, and it was great information, but these are the qualifications that nutritionists and dietitians need to keep up in the field. That's right. 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 And that is where we met. We were very fortunate to meet, uh, Dr. Mary Newport, the author of the coconut oil solution for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and all other diseases. And we originally had Dr. Newport scheduled to talk about her book yes, today. Yes, today. Yep. But sadly, she had a death in her family. So, Which we're really sorry to hear about. Yes, we rescheduled and she's going to join us later, like in March or April. So right. we'll, we'll let people know when we have that date figured out. Yeah. And we'll be excited to have her on the show. So Dar and I decided this week. Well, that, actually, it was Leah who decided. Oh, yeah. Me. <laughs> from, yeah. I decided that we were going to open up the phone lines to an Ask a Nutritionist show th- today. So if you have questions for us, please call into the studio at 651-641-1071. And while we wait for callers to call in, we have some submitted questions from Facebook. And so we 
want to start the show off with one of those questions. That's right. Um, you know, one of the questions that we, one of the first questions was, I was a clean eater until October. Yes. And now I'm eating sugar again. Right. How can I eliminate my sugar cravings? Yeah, this time of year, we hear a lot of this, don't we, Dar? We do. Yes. yes. So, so we're going to talk about how we can help you if you're still getting into the sugar bowl. Right. How we can help you get off of that. That's right. And we truly believe that food comes first, right? Exactly. We always say that. Yeah. So if you have any of those those problem leftover foods still in your house, we really recommend either putting them in the garbage. Like or maybe chips? Chips. Mm-hmm, I leftover know. Christmas candy or cookies. All of these foods that can lay around for a while. Um, yeah. So either you put them in the garbage or you bring them to work and leave them in the break room. But really... Get rid of them. Probably best to be putting them in the garbage. You know, when we really get honest with ourselves, most of us know if it's in the house. Yes. At a weak moment. Oh, yeah. We'll bust into that bag of chips or we'll find those Christmas cookies that we hid in the back of the freezer. Yes. So we have to get rid of them. We have to eliminate temptation. We do. Yeah. And eliminating those temptations, but preparing us also for success. Right. Uh, one step in preparation really um, to get rid of those cravings is you have to eat breakfast, right? And a, a breakfast that incorporates in enough really good protein. So a couple of eggs cooked in butter with some side of spinach and raw carrots is a great breakfast to start your day and get rid of those cravings. I find it way better than starting your day with a, a bowl of cream of wheat or oatmeal that turns into sugar really easily and can set you up for hunger and cravings later. I think that's a surprise to people. Right. Because traditionally they've eaten oatmeal and then they've had cravings, but they never connected that the cravings were coming from that bowl of oatmeal. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the other thing you have to do is you have to eat that mid-morning snack, right. even if you're not hungry. Yes. You know, if, you, you're, if you're having a few almonds, well, that's great. But maybe have a boiled egg with that and 10 grapes. And we say it's all about balance again. Exactly. Yeah. And really, you have to take time for lunch. Mm-hmm. Make up a beautiful salad and add some leftover steak or chicken. Throw in some olives for some fat and have some really great quality olive oil dressing on top of it. It's uh, Think of this as a beautiful organic type salad. It's a piece of self-care that over the holidays maybe has been more taking care of everyone else. And mm-hmm. now it's really to turn over and to really focus on that self-care. So, did you have Oliver? I, this week? Yes. Yes, I have him every week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so this was a great reminder for me because this week, Oliver got the flu, of course, in the middle of the night. And Oliver is how old? He just turned three. Oh, good. Yes, and he's all well, he's healthy again, but... yep. A night of of the flu and wall up, you know, no sleep, mama, and <laughs> self care again, you know, not yes. enough sleep, you know, that really gets more challenging to take care of yourself when life, you know, gets in the way. And I think maybe women do that a lot. A lot. <laughs> we hear that a lot, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're you're when you're when you are getting your body adjusted to not eating sugar, because yes. that does take a process, right? 
and all those processed carbs, you need an afternoon snack for sure. I find that's critical. You know, I would recommend making up and having a protein shake. Yeah. And we have a great recipe on our website. It's right. at weightandwellness.com. Right. You know, make a protein shake. Take it with you. Yeah. Wherever you are. All these years later, I still do a lot of times for my snacks, I do a protein shake. It mm-hmm. works great. Especially if busy days at work. Mm-hmm. It's easy to continue to work and drink your shake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then you're ready for dinner and a piece of meat or fish, maybe a pork chop or salmon, some asparagus and wild rice with a little butter is a great balanced dinner. But you're not done eating yet. Right. All this good food. <laughs> <laughs> you need a bedtime snack. And, you know, pr- really, people are not hungry. Yes. They say, do I really need it? Yeah, you need it. You need like a half an apple and maybe a couple of tablespoons of almond butter. And usually you go to sleep, you know, if you usually go to sleep around 12, try going to sleep at 11 because you need a little more sleep. Right. And uh, that calms the sugar cravings. Right. Sleep is critical for that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I can attest, you know, those nights, sleepless nights that you have with mm-hmm. kids. I definitely have more carb cravings the next day. Sure. And a lot of people, if you're only sleeping six hours, we know that that's going to set enough. up craving. Yeah. You really have to hit that seven and a half, but really you need to eat, you know, sleep eight, eight and a half hours. Right, right. And I think too, maybe later on the show, we can talk about some key supplements that will also be helpful at kind of calming down the cravings. But so ma- that was just one question we right. had on our Facebook page. Yes. And I know, I think we have a few callers this morning. We do. We actually have the lines blowing up. Oh, okay. So well, maybe we could turn it over to that then. Right. Yeah. Let's do one call before break, if possible. Let's start with Maria. You have a question about magnesium and vitamin D. Good morning to you, Maria. Uh, yes. Hi Thanks there. for uh, Hi, Darren. Hi, Leah. Okay. Um, yeah, my question is about um, how much magnesium to take with vitamin D, and I'm so glad you are having callers this morning because I've been ha- I've had this question since your vitamin D uh, uh, episode about two months ago. Well, as I've been watching uh, people bringing in their vitamin D levels this winter, um, I'm finding that if people are taking about five thousand IU's of vitamin D. They're keeping their vitamin D level around 50, which is really good. Yep. You know, we keep, we always say somewhere between 50 and 80. Now, if they're not taking that much, their vitamin D level is slipping down to, say, 23 or 17. So, you know, I. but again, if you're starting out at 17, you may need more than 5,000 yep. to bring it back up. So what I'm saying is, you know, anywhere from... 7,000 to 10,000 I use if you're low right? for two or three months yeah. and then go back and have another vitamin D test taken. And then the combination she was asking about with magnesium, how much magnesium kind of yeah. helps counterbalance? Well, I, I look at those are two different things, yeah. really. It's like, what are we trying to accomplish with the magnesium? Are we trying to get rid of leg cramps? Are we trying to help sleep? Right. Reducing. Well, I, Go ahead. Uh, I, so my understanding was the magnesium should be taken with the vi- with vitamin D to help absorption. Did no, I? it doesn't have to be. It's actually it's um, calcium needs vitamin D for absorption. Okay. So well, so my primary concern is the vitamin D because I have my level is at 20 right, right. now, okay. and um, so I just want to make sure I'm. I'm. I would go. I'd go the 10. 
for, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of months at right. least. Okay, and I don't need to take any other supplements with the vitamin no, D? No, you don't. Or it's- I think it's a good combination with the K2. Sometimes if you've really struggling to get your vitamin D levels up and you've been taking it for a while, I would try maybe the, um, a liquid vitamin D with some K2 in it to help with absorption. Yes. Mm-hmm. And some okay. people have a hard time with digestion and absorbing fat-soluble vitamins. So that's kind of where I would go to next. And having it with food, I think, can also be of help. I know we we carry one with um, vitamin D and K2. Yeah, from orthomolecular. From orthomolecular, and it's the liquid. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, okay. that's, what I would, that's what I would try. <laughs> yeah. right, thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you. That was a good question. It was a good question. It's time for a break. Oh, my goodness. I know it. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight Wellness. I am Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Darlene Kavis, founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness. This is our show all about nutrition questions. So this is the Ask a Nutritionist. So give us a call in the studio, and our phone number is 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. And next week, starting January 11th, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering the Nutrition for Weight Loss program in 10 different locations throughout the metro area. We had a request for a series in New Richmond, Wisconsin, so we're offering the series Tuesday night, January 12th from 6.30 to 7.30. That's great. And we, I know we've already had several people sign up for that class. Good. We also had a cra- cla- request for a class in the northern suburbs, such as, you know, that it would take in Forest Lake, Anoka, Isanti. Yeah. So we have a series starting January 14th, Thursday night in Blaine. Great. We teach you how to eat real food and how to eat frequently so you're not hungry. We teach you to eat food that is good for your heart. Mm-hmm. We teach you to eat food that is good for your lungs. We teach you to eat food that is easy to digest right. and eat food that will support your metabolism. So this morning, give us a call It's at, and sign up. It's 651-699-3438. Or you can go on our website and check us out, weightandwellness.com. Yeah. And so I know we've got tons of callers this We do, this we do. Let's, Tammy's been patiently waiting on the line. Um, so we'll take Tammy. Good morning, Tammy. You have a question about Weight Watchers Smart Points. Thanks for calling. Yes, yes thanks for having me. I wanted to know, um, what do you think of the new program? Or do you know of the new program, the Smart Points? No, I have no clue. <laughs> I think no, that, uh, you know, I think... Um, I know they're probably trying to put some energy into their their program, and I think they're starting to get into more real food because people are demanding it. Yeah. Because the old plan has not really been working for people. Right. And so they're kind of moving into what we teach, I think, a lot more, how to eat real food to uh, control your cravings and to... Not emphasize what the number on the scale is so much as they used to. You know, trying to emphasize what you're putting in your mouth. Still, though, the low low fat, still. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just, I think our program is better. Yes. No question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No question about that. So, I don't know. That's all we can answer. So. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call, Tammy. So another caller. We do. We have Cindy. She's calling and asks a question about good olive oil. Thanks for calling, Cindy. Good morning, Cindy. 
Cindy, good morning. Oh, maybe oh, she, we lost Cindy. She, she waited so long she fell asleep. I know. Shoot. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we'll just uh, go on to the yes, next caller. Yes, so our next caller actually is Cindy as well. And she has a question about DNA testing, I believe. Yes. Hi. Thanks for calling. Hi. Yeah. My first question, though, after that last caller, you know, you said weight watch is low fat. What what kind of percentage of like your daily nutrition would you say is low fat? Is it twenty percent? Is it thirty? Yeah, that's definitely low fat. I would 20% say. Is? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. like our nutrition for weight loss, I think, is about thirty, almost forty percent, thirty eight percent fat, okay. mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the bare minimum. I would say that okay. you need. Yeah, traditionally okay. people ate about 40, 42 percent. Yeah, yeah. Fat, usually forty two to forty five percent was um, okay. the healthy fats, mm-hmm. okay. which are important now. Um, the reason I called was I wanted to get your thoughts on, um, LSU is, um, I don't know if you heard about the news, but they have a DNA test that they will do on you that will kind of tell you based on your genes, what is a good macronutrient, um, percentage for Mm. your particular body, um, how much you have to exercise to maintain your weight, to lose your weight. Also, if high intensity is best for you, how long? And if low intensity is best for you, how long? Okay. As well as a list of supplements that I, you know, you what I, I don't, I don't think that uh, they are sophisticated enough to give you those kinds of uh, numbers and and facts because, okay, you know what we do affects our genes. I mean, yep. you know, it turns our genes on, turns our genes off. So there's like 90, you know, kind of like they say about 90% of our health is related to our lifestyle habits. And one of the biggest lifestyle habits is our, what we put in our mouth, what we eat. Right. So I think that that's, I I just don't think that we're sophisticated enough yet technology is so new um, and it's, there's a lot of great information coming out, but there really, it's, there's not really, I think, there, the ability yet to be very specific for every individual. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's our opinion. Yeah. And that's what we, right. like, the latest information that we heard at the, the American College of Nutrition Conference, and we had the latest, the greatest, yes. with all the DNA okay. testing. And that's what they told us, is that this has been around for around five years or so, and they're on the cusp of, I mean, just really getting in the nitty-gritty but um, there's far more we need to know um, before we get very individually specific. Okay. Well, good question. Thanks for calling yeah, us this morning. Thank Great. Oh, thank you. Many, many callers. We do. We do. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to Jennifer. She has a question about constipation. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Just eating my power shake right now. Oh, great. <laughs> door. My question is, darling, I went through the 12-week nutrition for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Great. Love the results. I just did great over the holidays. Oh, good for you. Did you take it over the holidays? or? So I started in August. Okay, okay. good Whatever. for you. October and just have passed it on to friends who are doing or signing up for the next go-round. So, but my question is, it's not very exciting. <laughs> I am still constipated, mm. and I was doing the four mixed magnesium. Mm-hmm. Okay, through um, I don't remember who it was, but switched me to the mag citrate. Okay, so I'm doing one of e- or two of each. So you know, one of each in the morning, one of each at night. I still feel like I am. 
can I? Well, you know, a couple of other things that you could do to, to look at foods. One of the things that I always recommend if people are struggling with constipation, if they, with their protein in the morning, with their eggs in the morning, if they eat some cooked spinach. Yeah. Cooked right. spinach is great for constipation. Mm-hmm. We do you a know. lot of spinach, but it's not daily. Okay, you need to do it daily, and it needs to be cooked, and it needs to be cooked in fat, mm-hmm. and that really helps with like coconut with, oil. A, with constipation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes other people, are you taking like bifidobacteria? Yep. Okay, and... For a day. For a day, and you know, it's some, are you, you re, you're eating enough vegetables, yep. right? Absolutely. Okay, you may need to add more mixed magnesium. And or, spread out throughout the day. Spread out through the day. Sometimes I have people take, you know, two with breakfast, two with lunch, two, two with, with dinner, dinner, and two at bedtime. Yeah. Okay. And then that's, they, they need that for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they can back down to six. And then, you know, once they get all the plumbing working right. right. Okay. <laughs> yep. And keep hydrated too. Yes. So don't increase the mag citrate, but increase the mixed magnesium. Yeah. I would. I think that's safer. Okay. Right. Yeah. And make sure you keep, keep drinking fluids throughout the day um, to kind of help. With yep. that, yep, I'm, I do. I'm good about that too. Good, and you know, I don't know if you eat cheese, but cheese is constipating. Yeah, I mean, I, I do not a crazy amount, but it's it's in my diet. Okay, well, I maybe tried to maybe cut out the yeah dairy, most dairy except for butter doesn't yeah. tend to be constipating, but just for a period of time, just until again, like Dar said, get the plumbing working and. And to re kind of evaluate that. Okay, I'll give it a try. Thank Great. Thank Thanks you. For, thank great. you for calling in today. Well, it's break time again, Dar. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. At the American College of Nutrition Conference, we heard some really interesting research about the benefits of breast milk that I really would like to share right now. It was a whole two hours. It was. <laughs> it was. We learned about a very co- important component of breast milk called oleosaccharides. This is a complex sugar that is indigestible by the baby, yet is the third most abundant element in breast milk and human breast milk. Why would the mother's milk production spend so much time and energy making something that the baby doesn't digest? Well, it's a food for the baby's gut bacteria and very specifically bifidobacteria. And, you know, as you've heard many times on the show, bifidobacteria makes up most of the mother's breast milk and is the first bacteria that thrives in the human body. So it really makes perfect sense that the milk would also contain fuel for the bacteria to thrive. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, at the end of our Nutrition for Weight Loss program, 12 weeks class series, we always ask clients to fill out an evaluation sheet. You know, we call this class series Nutrition for Weight Loss, but it's so much more than just it weight really loss. It really is. Yeah. So I'd like to share Michelle's comments, one of the cl- people taking the class. After she took the class, she said, I used to have a hard time breathing at night and throughout the day. You know, I haven't had that problem for almost 10 weeks now while I've been wow, taking the class. That's awesome. I can walk for long periods of time without getting winded. I'm just super excited. Yeah. I have my memory back. Wow. I can remember things that I'd never been able to before. That's amazing. And then she said, Brenna and Orly, they were awesome teachers. And they are. <laughs> this class may have saved my life. Oh, yes. I have a comment to add to this. 
she did lose 15 pounds, which was great. But even greater was getting back her healthy lungs. So this is an example of the power of real food. So, you know, if you want more information, call us at 651-699-3438. We answer all the questions. We do. We have a lot. We have great staff that are very knowledgeable. And we can figure out which is the best location for you to take the class Mm -hmm. and all that. Great. Well, so, again, we more have callers. Yeah, lines are full. <laughs> All right, okay. we're gonna we're gonna go with Corey. She's been patiently waiting on the line almost the whole hour. Oh, uh, bladder infections and chills. She has a question about. Good morning. Corey. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, my husband is a quadriplegic and has a indwelling catheter, mm-hmm. and of course that does cause bladder infections. But one of his side effects when he does have it is severe chills mm-hmm. and sweats sure i mean it and it's just i mean he will soak his bedding totally just from sweating so much and it's just from his basically on his head because he doesn't you know have anything below his chest right mm-hmm. so Is there anything you can take for something like that so you know i think looking at some possibilities so that you're avoiding the bladder infections yes. that's the question you know, and so one of the things that I would look at first is making sure that he's taking enough probiotics. Yes. Like bifidobacteria. I probably would do another. I'd do some bifidobacteria. And then at bedtime, you know, I'd do a couple of bifidobacteria before every meal. Yep. And then at bedtime, I would do um, a powdered acidophilus. And even up to like... You know, three-fourths of a teaspoon or a teaspoon of Dophilus mm-hmm. and just mix that in water and drink it. What it does is it helps the bladder become a little more acidic so that, and the intestinal tract becomes yep. a little more acidic, and then bacteria can't grow and when attach. it's more acidic. Right. Now, there's another thing that I would recommend, something that is called grapefruit seed extract. Yeah. And we have a little a brand that's called Advantage. And it's just, they just take a grapefruit seed and they squeeze out the juice and it kills off bacteria, kills off fungus, and kills off virus. And it's a food, it really comes from food and it works so effectively. Mm-hmm. So I would put maybe like either eight to 10 drops in water a couple of times a day and have them drink that. And that is kind of like a preventive from, from getting bladder infections. So that's my. My right. thought on it. I don't know, Leah, you had any other ideas? No, I think that's great. The other other thing of potential is maybe adding some um, kind of potent cranberry extract. Oh, yes. I agree with you. Totally. Yes. yes. Um, and we have, um, I can't remember, Cran Max, is that the name of uh, I believe what it we is. have? Yeah. You can use that on it. You can look at NutriKey.net and see that as an example. Um, I but mean, I've had a few clients with really chronic bladder infection issues, be able to kind of get, yeah, get rid of the uh, chronic cycling of that infection Yes, by being consistent with that one or two of those a day. And basically all it does is it makes the bladder lining a little more acidic mm-hmm. so that the bacteria cannot attach to it. Yeah. And it works great okay. without, without side effects. Right. Okay. Yeah. Without having to take antibiotics. And, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Thank you so right, much. Thank I'll you. Great. I'm glad we got her on yeah. because she waited a long time. I know. That's just great. And another one that's waited a long time. Kristen, you have a question about magnesium glycinate versus citrate. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Good. So go ahead. Ask oh, your I question. Just, 
I've always listened to you guys, and I remember it's usually magnesium glycinate. Yeah. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday. She said her, her um, doctor was strongly recommending magnesium citrate. I was wondering what would be, is it just for different reasons that you're pursuing it? But my more important question, though, too, is my husband has to take penicillin twice a day to suppress a hip infection mm-hmm. that they can't remove it from the biofilm that's mm-hmm. on the metal hip. And he was told that there's really nothing you can do about probiotics or anything like that. The penicillin just wipes it out. I don't believe that. Right. <laughs> so I was wondering if, if what you guys would start with to try to rebuild his gut health, he really does have metabolic syndrome. He's pre-diabetic. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just talked I'm, I'm, I'll talk about the probiotics a little okay. bit. Okay. And, and I'll start with uh, magnesium. Sure. Sure. Um, I would recommend <clears throat> the same thing that I recommended to the lady, the previous caller, yes. as okay. far as beneficial bacteria. <clears throat> you know, I'd take two bifidobacteria before every meal. Yes. And then... You know, half to a teaspoon of of the powdered Dophilus at bedtime. Mm-hmm. That way, you've got you know the small intestinal tract covered, and you've also have the stomach lining covered. And I think that would, you know, that's a good place to start at least. Okay, right. And go ahead, Leah. You're going to yeah. Talk about- so yeah, that is right. Um, there are different purposes for both magnesium glycinate and magnesium citrate. Usually, what we use the citrate for is for constipation use because it kind of you're not absorbing as much. You're flushing more out in your stool, which helps kind of get move stool through. Um, that tends to pair nicely um, with that. And glycinate is very absorbable, so it's good for mostly everything else you would take magnesium for. It's, you know, a relaxation mineral, so good for relaxing our muscles, good for helping us sleep at night, good for helping ease anxiety. Um, and that the, sounds like what my friend had. She actually has, like, um, restless legs. Yes. Yeah, so I would do the glycinate. glycinate. Yeah, so yes. I told her, I really think you want magnesium glycinate yes. from the yes. ladies I listen to. Right. Um, I would go the glycinate route. It's better. It's more absorbed. That's what I thought. Yeah. And you know, again, there's there's good brands of magnesium glycinate yes. on the market, and then there's some that are not really, they're misrepresenting themselves a little bit. So I I think our brand is probably the most absorbable yeah. brand. Or, you know, Metagenics also has a very absorbable they do brand have a of good magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I will... My, I have to say, my cupboards are stocked with your products. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> our family, our clients. But, um, Thank you. Yeah, so I, I keep spreading the word. Great. Thank, Thank, you. So Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on to Tammy. She has a question about tinnitus. Is that right? Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Tammy. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I was wondering if you have any recommendations on supplements or things you can take for tinnitus. Yeah. When did it start? Oh, Probably about a year ago. And uh, are you taking aspirin? No. Okay. Are you taking any medication that might be causing it? No. Okay. I take a lot of magnesium, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I have costochondritis, so I take uh, supplements to ease the inflammation, but I don't take any medications. Okay. And do you have it all the time, or just periodically? Um, I notice it specifically at night, like when I'm watching television or in the morning. If I'm working during the day, I don't notice it as much. I can kind of put it out of my head. Sure. Um, and it, how's your gut health? It's very good. Okay. Yeah, I've actually 
taken some of your classes, um, the one on reducing sugar. Right. I've eliminated sugar to help with the costochondritis issues. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought about even coming in and meeting with someone just to learn further issues right. to do with that. Can, but yep. most prominently is the tinnitus seems to be getting worse as I get older. And I'm 47, so I thought, well, I'll just see if there's any recommendations you have. Well, here's a couple of ideas for you. I don't know. Are you drinking filtered water or are you drinking tap water? I drink, um, I've got filtered water from my refrigerator. Okay. Okay, that's that's better than... Uh, tap? Yeah, you know, it's better than tap. <laughs> but you might even upgrade that a little bit because I think as people, especially with everything going on in your body, you're becoming much more sensitive to any chemical that's going into your body. Okay. And in those inner ear areas are so sensitive. Yeah. That I was just thinking, anything that you could eliminate, of course, I assume you're not drinking like anything like Diet Pop or any oh, of those. No. no. Right. Yeah. No. So you don't, you, and you know, you look at MSG, you look yeah. at nitrates, you look at all those things that might be causing Gluten, it. Yeah. Sometimes. And then I think also making sure that you're hydrating yeah. more through the day. So because it's happening more at, at bedtime. Okay. And then also, I you know, just some other things to look at. I don't know how much omega-3s you're taking, but um, you probably should be taking somewhere around 4,000. Yeah. Okay. Um, and because that's going to be an anti-inflammatory. So right. and also kind of hydrate those tissues better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, there. you know, I think if we sat down with you. Yeah, there, it, it can be. Yeah, it's so variable what yeah, the trigger are. is for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. I'll try that and I'll give your office a call. Thank you. Thank All you. Right, thank you. All okay. right, Dar. Okay. Time for our last break. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I always like to share a little research when I'm on the show, Dishing Up Nutrition. Yes, you do. (laughs) Everyone knows that eating bread, pasta, and rice is bad for your waistline. But a, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that the more sugar and processed carb postmenopause, uh, for postmenopausal women aids the higher risk of, for depression. So the more? Processed carbs and sugar, the higher the rate of depression. Right. Oh, right. Okay. And I believe this this study suggests that nutrition, education, and counseling could be the key to the treatment for and prevention for depression. I like your reasoning. Right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So questions for us? Call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I know many of you were looking forward to some getting some ideas on how to use coconut oil today. Yeah. So I thought I'd share a couple of ways I use coconut oil to support my memory. After breakfast, I drink one cup of coffee with one rounded teaspoon of coconut oil in it. And it's really delicious. It is delicious. And I know that it helps me with my memory. Yeah. That's great. And uh, this is one that I'm not really good at, but I know I should be better at. For teeth and gum support, I try to use like one rounded teaspoon of coconut oil, you know, before I go to bed. And yeah. I swish it around in my mouth. And really, it helps to reduce bacteria. Yep. And it helps keep your gums healthy. Right. And it is called oil pulling. Right. 
So in, if you really have unhealthy gums, it really helps. You know, I was just at the dentist a couple of weeks ago, and they were actually talking about how good it was. I was reading Dr. Mary Newport's coconut oil book while I was waiting. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, coconut oil is great for your gums. I'm like, yes, yes. it is. Now, the I'm idea is it to swish it around for at least five minutes, but actually... For best results, it's like longer. 15, 15 to 20, yeah. And that's, I have a little impatience. Yeah. Now, you know? And so, and then you don't spit the, spit it in the, the drain, the sink. Right. You, you want to spin the garbage. Because otherwise your drain will get plugged up because yeah. when it cools, it hardens. Yep. So we have a lot of callers, so I think we should we hit it do. again. All right. So we have Mary patiently waiting on the line. Um, she has a question about pro bono. And calcium. Thanks for the call, Mary. Hello. Good yeah, morning. Hi. hi. I really like your show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, I started taking your pro bono as my bone density test was low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm concerned that it only has a thousand units of calcium in it, and mm-hmm. I'm dairy sensitive. So, how can I get a lot more calcium? I think. Well, I don't. You know what? They did a lot of research on that product, Mary, mm-hmm. and and even. Even other people doing other research, they really recommend that for health, about 800 milligrams of calcium is what we need. Right. Not this 1,500 because what they do, what they've done in pro bono and in other companies too, they use a calcium that is easily absorbed. Mm-hmm. And they have like five different calciums in that 1,000 milligrams of calcium that you take at bedtime. And so you're getting absorption from five different forms of calcium in there. And it's all very absorbable calcium. So when they talk about 1,500 milligrams, they're really talking about a calcium that is not absorbable, like calcium carbonate. Yep. So you're safe. And the other things that they put in pro bono, you know, like the strontium, helps to build bones. Yep. They put B vitamins in there. Yep. They... Um, they Magnesium have K2. And K2 and a lot of trace minerals that help absorption. Yeah. Yep. And help build. It's more than calcium that builds strong bones. So they have a lot of different bone building nutrients in there to really help. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of good results. I have too. Yeah. With yeah. doing that pretty faithfully plus a quality, healthy diet, which the two really have to go together for the pro bono to work. Um, and having the sustaining the bone density or, you know, gaining, yeah, bone density. You know, and that's another reason that we can encourage people to have vegetables for breakfast. Right. Because things like spinach and kale and, you know, the leafy green vegetables have a lot of calcium in it. And it's a calcium that is much more absorbable than the dairy calcium for some reason. Oh. Yeah. I think you're safe. You are. Very. Yeah. But it's a, you know, we appreciate the question. Thank you I, very much. Because w- that's a question we hear every week at our office. Yeah. So thank you for calling in, Mary. I think we have time for one more caller. Okay. So, Diane, you have a question about cheese and migraines. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hi. I love your show as well. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Okay. Quick question. Can you say anything about the connection between cheese and migraine headaches? Um, I'm trying to figure out what I eat maybe that is causing some monthly migraines. And um, I'd recently heard about aged cheeses causing them. And can you say anything about that? I mean, that is one of the things on the list. But then I would look at this a little bit differently. If you say you have monthly migraines, what does that say? What that says to me is that your body has a little bit too much estrogen. 
And so it's the, your estrogen level goes up, right, kind of that before your period, and that's what's causing the inflammation and also the migraines. Mm-hmm. Well, I am postmenopausal. Okay, but you're still okay. maybe having those swings. Yeah, you can still have it after menopause. You know, if you're really struggling, I would really encourage you to come in and sit down because it may be a food. I mean, maybe it is yeah. HGs, or maybe it's MSG, or maybe it's nuts, um, or okay. maybe it is that hormonal swing. So the solution is different for each of these things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that's a good point. When people right. come in... They, we really help them look at what is causing, maybe what's causing their aches and pains. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's why it's figuring out everyone's so individual on what could, especially with a, an issue like migraines, mm-hmm. what could potentially be that trigger. So yeah. I really want to thank everyone for calling in today yes. and for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you found this show interesting, Please share it with a friend or a family member, even if they live in Texas yes. or Canada or wherever, you know, send it. Germany. Yeah, because our podcast, you know, our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It is really a simple but powerful life-changing message. Right. You know, and be sure to tune in next week to listen to Marcy, Joanne, and Kate talk about how good gut health supports metabolism that's gonna be a great show this is just a totally new way of looking at metabolism yeah and this is new research that's happening right you know they'll share how weight loss is so much more than simply calories in and calories out correct and i think we're kind of getting away from that message now right so i go ahead no go ahead i was just gonna say i really appreciate the people that called in yes. and the people that sent us questions on Facebook. Right. And what we'll try to do is answer all those questions that came in on Facebook. We got a lot of questions on Facebook, too, that we just had so many callers today that it was, um, yeah, hard to get to it all. So it was Which a fun great. show. Yes, it was, Dar. Yes. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.